0: Welcome to this episode of Flint's ExoBytes. Really glad you could join us. Flint's the Future Leaders Program for the Tech Users Association of New Zealand, or 2 Ends, and I'm Craig Young, the CEO. This is a show where we talk informally with a well-known influential leader about their leadership journey, and ask some questions about leading in these disruptive and transformative times. I really hope you enjoy today's episode, so let's get on with it. All right, good afternoon everybody. Welcome to our second CXO Bytes. Um, last week we talked with Jason Paris and uh, we we're able to uh, get some great leadership examples out of him and uh, this week we we're really fortunate to be talking to Caroline Rainsford, uh, who is the country director for Google. Good afternoon Caroline.
1: Hi Craig, hi everyone, nice to meet you all.
0: Hey look, what I thought we'd just start with is one of the things obviously we're all working from home, uh, this is not a cafe. But uh, it's much better than the background that you would see if I didn't have it on. What's your um, setup, Caroline? And and also, I understand we had to do this on a Thursday because you do homeschool. You do you're in charge on Fridays at home.
1: Yep, Craig, you're totally right. So my setup at home, um, well, actually, Google is pretty um, prepared for working from home because it's very much part of our culture at Google. Um, so I've got a home office. Um, it's downstairs, so I call it my little cave. Um, but yeah, so during working from home, I've had to adjust my week because I have two little ones. I have a three-year-old and a four-year-old. And so on a Monday and a Friday, I turn into um, homeschooling um, teacher and I have to look after the little guys. So I am adjusting my working week, which is great to also be able to show my team that I'm doing that. Um, and so yes, so they, they come and they spend time on a lot of video conferences with me, but on a, on a Monday and Friday, I spend the days with them.
0: All right. Well, of course, today is the last day of the week as well, which is whether tomorrow is going to feel any different. But uh, we can talk about that later. Maybe you can talk about some of your experience of being at home. Um, Can you give us, before we get into it, um, we haven't had you do any uh, Flint events before. Um, We've talked about it, but maybe you could talk a little bit about, you know, how you've got to this position that you're in now and a little bit about your backstory just to introduce yourself to everybody.
1: Yeah, sure, Craig. So I started out, um, my career as a budding young marketeer. So I was in marketing roles primarily in the consumer space. And in, in the mid-2000s, I got the opportunity to go and work up in the Middle East and Africa and Turkey. So I took on a regional um, marketing leadership role and I went up there and I ended up spending five years up there working in markets like Iran, Saudi, um, and all over Africa, and, and I absolutely loved it. It was some of the best five years of my my life, and so I'm really glad that I sort of stepped out um, of my comfort zone to take that position. It wasn't the normal one. I could have gone to the UK or Australia very easily, um, but I did that. And then when I came back, I – so that I was working um, there for Philips Consumer Electronics, so the Dutch company, but I was also doing healthcare work um, in Philips Healthcare. And – When I came back to New Zealand, I ended up working for General Electric, and actually primarily in the finance side of the business. So I changed industries completely, and um, spent five years working there, and then worked through the um, divestment of um, GE GE Capital Business to a private equity consortium, and, and worked through the digital transformation. And and rebranding of that business to now what you 'll know as latitude or gym in, in New Zealand, and then I had my two lovely children, and while I was on maternity leave with my second child or my son William, um, Google rang me and said, "We want an amazing New Zealand leader, and I said well why are you calling why are you calling me <laughs> and, um, they, anyway, the, the the long story is that I've now been at Google for two and a half years, um, leading leading the business, um, in the commercial sense, but also making sure that Google is supporting Kiwis as we you know move forward into a digital era and um, making sure that we're um, here and investing and growing in the right way to um, to support New Zealand and the economy. So
0: yeah, that's maybe, that now. That's cool. Maybe. We could could ask you a little bit more about um, you work for a large multinational. You're in New Zealand. Um, How does does that work? You know, given the time difference, given that they're so big and we're so small. um, Yeah. Can you expand on that a little bit?
1: Well, so it's the sort of beauty of it, Craig, is that we get to take all the very best of what Google offers globally. So it's a phenomenal company in terms of the way we look after our, our people, um, the way we train our people. Um, and so we get, to, we get to get all of that benefit and we get all of the perks like the amazing Google Office um, with our Hokey Pokey Dairy where the, the team gets fed from the minute they walk in to the minute they leave. They're missing, They're missing that at the moment. But we also get all the amazing product development. But at the same time, we also in New Zealand get to be very much our own our own google team and we're a family in new zealand we're just we're just on 50 people in new zealand um, and growing but it's still small enough that we feel like a like a family and we have a very much our own unique google new zealand culture um, and but we also get to part, um really drive our own pathway we still are able to influence products for new zealand but we also get to do things the way we want so examples of that is you know we just took the street view camera, um, we took it off the top of a car and a few years ago we put it on the back of someone's backpack and did the great walks, but we've just strapped it to the front of a boat and taken it down the Waikato River. Um, so we are able to do really cool New Zealand projects and we're able to help New Zealand businesses in our own unique way, um, but still having that that global um, support behind us. But we're pretty unique. Google globally likes Google in New Zealand because New Zealand is nimble. We love to innovate and we're also an incredibly advanced market in terms of consumer behaviour and tech adoption. So Google likes to trial things in New Zealand um, and there have been some really cool examples of that um, over the last few years.
0: Cool. I didn't realise, is that Street View camera based in New Zealand or is it just visits? Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, so we've got a couple of permanent Street View cars roaming the streets of New Zealand and then we have other ones that we can use things like the Great Walks or Waikato River so if anyone's got any cool ideas um, we love to hear about people that are passionate we're thinking about doing the bike trail Mm -hmm. Um, we've we've got but we love hearing ideas of what we should do what we should do next because we want to showcase New Zealand's beauty to the world of course
0: of course that will be after the lockdown yeah yeah <laughs> hey can i just remind people that are dialed in that you can ask questions um there's a little bot- button at the bottom of the screen with q a and so you can if you've got anything you want us to ask caroline you can put it in there um look before <laughs> i am going to ask you another google question because i was looking at some stats today now vodafone put some stats out saying they're saying youtube for example um they're seeing the usage of that ramping up during the day so Whereas I used to see it starting about five o'clock, it's now at nine o'clock in the morning. Now, obviously, I think that might change in the school holidays. Well, when kids go back to learning learning at school. Um, But what other things have you noticed in your role um, that's happening during this time for Google?
1: Yeah, so I mean, look, um, lots is the answer. And I'm quite excited by this period because I think that so many things we're seeing emerge we won't go back to. Um, so, for example, we're seeing, so one of the other things, so Craig, you're right, in YouTube, what we're seeing is that, you know, how in traditional, in a traditional sense, we used to talk about prime time. And prime time on TV was that 6 pm till 10 pm slot where we all sat down and watched TV. And now with, um, you know, video on demand and platforms like YouTube now being the number one daily reach channel in New Zealand, we are seeing that everyone has their own private, prime time so when craig wants to watch um content it's in his own time and or when i want to watch content it's in my own time but it's also in our own way so we we are seeing that um we're seeing incre- increasingly huge numbers betwe- particularly in the under 40s um, around increased viewing time but we're also seeing the emergence of categories where people are learning and during covid people are going into youtube and searching how to how to learn French, or how to learn the guitar, or um, you know how to make origami with the kids, and so we're seeing a huge resurgence in that. But we're also seeing people um, using platforms like online video to do things together as a family. So they'll be watching content together that supports the the learning of their or the learning or education of their family. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, Craig, we're also seeing some things online that are not great, um, so we, we're working really closely with the, with the government around trends around mental illness and uh, mental health and and you know things like online gambling go up during periods like this so we are working really really closely with, with the government on that and, and supporting them to make sure that we're addressing some of these areas that unfortunately we do see but on, but on the whole there's some really great trends that are coming up. The fact that we're all on this webinar we're we we do a, we're running a lot of Google webinars. We're getting unbelievable attendance. And in the past, we've always said, oh, you know, there's not enough demand for people to sit on a screen for an hour. There is. And I think this will change the way we interact and communicate together so much more.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think it's going to change the way we do our business as a membership association. Um, oh. And most associations are having to figure out how to work in this new, I mean, we're a tech tech users association. We should have been doing this ages ago, but you know, this is, don't waste a good crisis is is my word. So yeah, we've got into that. Uh, look, I'm going to ask you some leadership questions now because this is what this is about. So, um, and the first one is a bit of a weird one, but I'll, I'll ask you, you've had a varied background, a number of different countries and companies. Can you think of an example back over your journey where on reflection you might have done something a little bit differently and how has it influenced the way you do things now?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, Craig, like, I think in, I, in, all, in all honesty, reflecting on that, I don't regret any part of my career journey to date um, in terms of the decisions I've made around countries and companies, etc., because I just honestly, I think the most important thing that I've experienced is that if you can find this passion for what you do, you never really work a day in your life. So I encourage everyone listening to, to try and find that. But I've made heaps of leadership mistakes. Like there's not, there's not many days that go by where I don't make leadership mistakes. You know, in the middle East, I could tell you about times where i would made mistakes because of my lack of cultural understanding in markets like Saudi or Iran. You know, I didn't, in Saudi, I didn't, I didn't realize that, um, you know, and in, in Saudi and Iran, you don't shake hands. What They don't shake hands with women. And they actually kiss, the men kiss. You know, so there were, there were lots of mistakes that I, that I made in that regard. And, you know, like, I think the most important thing of leadership is that you constantly reflect. You know, there was, we had a team meeting just a week ago where I realized that I gave some negative feedback in front of the whole team, that I probably should have done one on one because it was still a really optimistic and great opportunity that we were discussing. And my feedback could have been done in a different way. So I'm I constantly, I constantly make leadership um, you know mistakes. And I think that the most important thing about leadership is that you just have a an awareness for that and you look for feedback. The most common question I ask my team is that if Caro was to you know drop dead tomorrow, what would you do differently? because it's just a way of inciting actually quite useful feedback that you don't, if you just ask them, give me some feedback, they don't tell you, but if you ask them what they'd do differently, if I wasn't here, you get some really good insights. So I think good leaders are, are really aware of this and want, want to learn and, and be better all the time.
0: Yeah. Well, can we just swing that question around the other way then? Um, Cause there's a question in here, which I thought I'd pick up on. We've asked you what you do differently. What's your proudest moment um in times as a leader
1: easily easily the people so by that i mean the phenomenal marketing manager that's now ceo of an insurance company that was that was in my team that i coached and mentored and developed and or the person you know the individual like one of the team members that up in um, Dubai that's now running their own really successful business and it's by far the people for me it's by far the people like, um, you get to a point in your leadership journey where um, what's going to be important to you and what you're going to reflect on when you're at retirement um, will 100% be the amazing people or the successes that you feel like maybe you've contributed to in some way and um, yeah that's what I'm most proud of but I'm also really proud of the fact that I've taken some risk in my career. I haven't said no a a lot. Mm -hmm. And I am pretty proud that I've changed industries. I've changed countries and I've always backed myself. Even when I've been literally trying to talk Google out of hiring me, I was like, you know, I'm still proud that I've done it. And um, you, you realize when you do that, that there is actually value that you can bring and you can, you, you can be pretty kick-ass if you just if you give it a go. <laughs>
0: that's, um, look, we've only done two of these, but you know, there's a common theme coming through, which is you don't, when an opportunity comes up, you think seriously about it and you don't say no just straight off, you, you work it out. And um, yeah. that's great. Hey, look, what about other leaders? What other leaders have you looked up to during your journey. There's a couple of questions that have come through on that. Um, And don't say the CEO of Google, we no you can, but
1: um well, so you know, there's there's so many leaders that I look up to. Um, This is gonna sound really cheesy in this environment, but I I I have to interact with her. We're the exact same age. We're both mothers, but I have an incredible amount of respect for our country leader, Jacinda. Um, you know, like for me, for me and the idea of authentic leadership is so, so important. I believe in showing up and bringing your whole self to work. I believe that um, psychological safety is, is one of the most important things that we can bring to an organisation. And that comes from um, leadership where you build trust, inclusiveness, and that you care about more than the business. For me, it's for me turning up to work every day or turning up to video conferences in my pajamas with the team. Um, it's more than about just talking about the business. It's about talking about them as people. Mm. And I know everyone's dogs' names. I know everyone's children's names. And I and I want them to know that I care and that they can trust me. Yeah. So Jacinda, for me, embodies that. And it's what's, I think, been so strong in the last particularly 18 months is how she's been able to lead with authenticity. Um, But, you know, I encounter, so I interact with pretty much all of the big CEOs in New Zealand. Mm. If they're all listening, I have a CEO Richter scale where I rate the CEOs that I meet. And, you know, some of the CEOs that I really, really respect are the ones that are, humble enough to also say to me you know like jolie hudson's an example of a female leader that i really respect at at spark she's relatively new into that role after simon mood very long tenure and she's done an incredible job of coming to that role and making it her own transforming the leadership team at Spark. but she's also humble enough to talk about her imposter syndrome and and what she needs to still learn and the ceos that come to me and say caro I need your help. I don't understand the world of digital. They're the, they're the leaders that I also really admire because that takes quite a lot of bravery at that level to say that.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, um, I've met some CEOs who obviously think they do know everything, but the good ones, you know, the ones like, like us, are the ones that realise that we have to figure this out as we go. And certainly I know when I started in this role, Having gone from a, large, a corporate role where you, you know in corporates you've, you're nicely shaped you've got, a, you've got boundaries around what you can and can't do, and then when you get into these sorts of roles, you yeah, those are gone and you've got to cover a whole lot of things and speak into a lot of situations, and yeah. that humbleness and the ability to look for help is something really important. I think that's something that particularly and this is about you, not about me, but um, uh, you know the young people that we deal with you know that's something we need to encourage in them as well is to ask ask people around them and ask others for help. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, well, maybe we'll talk about that a little bit. So when you're looking for leaders, so as the CEO of Google in New Zealand, you're looking for people who can lead. What are you looking for?
1: The num- so the number one thing that I look for is um, I'm really big on passion. So I believe that if someone's got passion, and they've got the right attitude and they want to, they really want to do something that I believe you can teach them a lot of that. And at Google, we kind of back ourselves that we don't need, you know, machine learning or artificial intelligence experts, but we need, we need people that can back themselves to learn. So I really value that. I look for incredibly good communicators, um, that have strong empathy and again, are going to be trusted by their teams. Um, so yeah, honesty and trust are important things. Um, and I look for people also that are able to inspire around a vision and a, and, a, and a mission because I think that in leadership, a lot of what we do is get people really excited and motivated by that higher purpose that we've all got. And if you find leaders that can do that, um, then the rest just kind of comes. You know, you create the, if you speak to the All Blacks, they'll tell you that You know, if you speak to Richie McCaw, for example, he'll talk about the fact that he always wanted as a leader to create the environment and then performance comes. You create the right environment and then the rest follows. So, But yeah, I care a lot about passion and also emotional intelligence as well. I think that I I like to be able to think that the leaders that I've got at Google know that during a period like COVID, they know when their team members need a little bit of a pep talk or a little bit of a celebration or a laugh. Um, And you can't, not everyone can do that. That's good EQ and intuition and that's
0: important. Yeah, those are really good. Let's just tease that out a little bit because, you know, we're in the middle of this pandemic and today the numbers are lower. So that's great. But still it's an unprecedented event. I mean, I've never lived through anything like this. Um, You know, even my parents, and they were born in 1940, so they were at the tail end of the war, but they weren't old enough. So they've never really lived through something like this. Do you still see those same skills being important in this time? And maybe tease that a little bit more. You know, what about you? What do you see in yourself, the skills that you've got that are becoming, that are coming to the fore at the moment during this time?
1: Yes, Craig, you're spot on. They are even more important during a period like this. So, you know, being passionate and being able to have a little bit of fun at the moment is really important. So I begin my week with an hour with the team, which is, we, yeah, we talk about important messages, but there's always fun. There's, you know, there's dressing up, there's dancing, there's, we, we still are celebrating in, in, this, in this moment. Um, and I think that one of the skills that I've just mentioned that's even more important during COVID is you've got to have enough emo- emotional intelligence and understanding of your team to know the people that, And maybe not showing up to the videos the video calls or have been a little bit quieter during these periods i've even got i've got a little tricks of the team and if i see them on one of the chat groups or if i see them on the videos that couple of times a week that we have i just put a little note just to just so i know that they're still and that's you know like that's that's important so i think you've got to have you've got to have that sense of your people but i also think that the leadership qualities during this period that are important is you've got to be able to keep, you've got to be able to hold strong to that mission that you have. Because you might execute slightly differently in this period, but the mission that you want the team to believe in, I think at the moment, leadership needs to hold that steady. And the way you execute on it might be different, but you can still hold them to that, to that purpose and that mission that they have. Um, but you've also got to balance um, good leaders at the moment are balancing the short term with the long with the long term. You know, Google's a very commercial business in New Zealand, so we we derive revenue from people advertising on YouTube or the Google, various Google platforms. But my team aren't talking to any of the businesses in New Zealand about that right now. They're talking to them about how they can be helpful, how we can help the supermarkets with their you know um, opening hours or their you know, busy periods when you search for your local um, New World store or pack and save store. We're helping businesses um, with insights. We're helping travel um, to, or tourism companies at the moment think about how they can innovate and pivot their businesses that are not going to otherwise be okay in a year. Um, so a big part of what we're doing is really balancing, okay, we've got some comm- short-term things we've got to deliver, but how do we also keep the long term in mind, because these these businesses will come back, and our likewise our Google business will come back. Um, but we're just trying to do the right thing at the moment, and good leaders will recognise that. Yeah. Um, and not get sort of caught up in the in the now.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I mean, we've certainly been using some of your insight and data um, in our in our members' newsletters and just sending them stuff out and pointing them in your direction. So that's been incredibly helpful. Look, let's, let's get a little bit personal now and just talk about in this time of isolation, you're used to working at home, but um, this is even more so because you've got more days at home. What are the things you've done or you've learned that kept you focused over the last couple of weeks?
1: Yeah, so look, um, I just thought it would be helpful to say that I've had my really, really good days and I've also had my, my bad days and I think everyone has. And I don't know about anyone on the call, but particularly this week, the first week was kind of this novelty and quite fun and there was some adrenaline. And then, yeah, this week's been a little bit harder, but, which is what I hear from a lot of countries around the world, that this is our hardest week. So we're nearly, we're nearly through it. But I think for me, one of the things that I did was I, I keep reminding myself to be kind to myself and to constantly assess what's possible. I bet that everybody that's on this call because otherwise you wouldn't be on the school as an overachiever or has really high expectations of themselves. And I think what you've got to do is constantly assess what's possible in this in this period. And I discussed that with my with my manager um, you know both in Sydney and, and further afield around what am I going to be able to deliver in this period and we've aligned on that and it's, it made me feel good, but also my manager really loved it. And so my work my change in my working week, but also i 've set really clear KPIs for this period, so I know, and my team knows what i 'm focused on because ha- i can 't do everything, and, and neither can any of you um, so that 's been really important for me. so I spend at least an hour at the beginning of every week just relooking at my priorities and saying caroline you 're not going to be able to run at your usual one hundred and forty percent capacity, so what do you need to, what do you need to pull back on um, but like I also am making sure that I connect and communicate. I'm someone that derives energy from being in the office and around others. So I make sure that I am connecting. We have a daily stand-up in the team where we just talk crap. Um and that's really good just to kind of re-energize you and I, I make sure I also reach out to um my peers. So I'm I'm also part of an industry group where all the leaders of um, New Zealand sort of large media or tech companies to get together and we just have a good old chat um as well and think of things like that just to keep me keep me motivated but i'm also making sure that i do loads of exercise and i'm trying to also make sure that i make, make sure that i actually set times to get up from my desk and eat and go for a walk and
0: yeah yeah okay look um i know we're running out of time can i just do a couple of quick-fire questions for you, and just short answers, particularly. So, what's the coolest, most rewarding project you've ever worked on?
1: Oh, um, so many. Uh, probably, probably launching businesses in some of the African countries yeah. um, when I was up in that part of the world. Phenomenal people and just seeing how how simply you can drive amazing um amazing business growth up there yeah
0: that would okay. be okay and what's what's the best career advice you've received
1: uh easily um embrace all opportunities um i know this is hard because you're not going to love every day but if you can love 80% of what you're doing you're on the right track um that has been the most important thing for me. My Richter scale of whether I make a decision or not is on whether I think I can be passionate about it. And it's always served me really well. Um, but yeah, definitely embrace opportunities. And the other thing is, is never underestimate the meet- meeting anybody. I treat every person like they could go on to be the future Prime Minister because you just never know what that meeting's going to be. And that's young and old. Yeah rich and poor um educated or not like just embrace every person
0: yeah that's cool yep so last last thing i ask you is um you know you talked about it earlier about having bad days and good days and i certainly have felt that during this time as well i'm a little bit like you i do get um, energized by meeting with people and stuff but so we're going to all feel those different emotions and we are heading into the hard time we're heading into week three and four um, yeah. Is there any other pieces of advice that you'd want to give people right now just to finish off with?
1: It's just what I said before. So be kind to yourself, but also be incredibly optimistic. You know, I am seeing firsthand so many exciting things that are going to come out of this um, in terms of digital innovation. Um, New Zealand is going to be an amazing place post this. So be optimistic and positive And, um, yeah just just embrace also working out what's important in your life yeah um you know like how many people are getting to know their neighbors or bringing their parents more and this is a good opportunity for us to to reset in that regard but um it's i'm i'm excited about life post-covid it's we're going to see some great stuff
0: yeah well thank you so much caroline for joining joining us today we we try to keep this to half an hour look i know it's incredibly busy for you um as i said we're all Working hard. Um, thank you, everybody, for participating today. If you want to see this again, the video will be uploaded on the website and YouTube. We are using YouTube. We have a channel, um, so it'll be uploaded uh, sometime this afternoon, and you can share it or view it again. And if you haven't signed up to hear about our events, flip.nz, simple website. Uh, if you pop over there, you can have a look. Next week, we've got a seminar series starting on working from home. That's a three-week series, um, and then there's one on five G. <laughs> The interesting thing about five G, this that's one of the topics that uh, YouTube is keeping an eye on at the moment because of the the conspiracy theories around COVID and five G. Thought the prime minister's answer yesterday was brilliant. Um, mm-hmm. So next week, so again, thank you, Caroline. Next week on Friday, we're back to the last day of the week. We're uh, talking to Craig Hudson, um, who is the MD of Zero in New Zealand, and uh, he's a great guy, uh, X sevens player, and uh, now heads up Zero in New Zealand, and uh, you can pop over to Eventbrite and register there. But otherwise, um, thank you very much, Caroline, and um, hope to see you again.
1: Thanks, everyone. Bye.
0: Thanks for being with us this week. You can keep an eye out for our next episode simply on our website, twoands.org.nz. You can join us live when we record the show, watch the video on the 2N's YouTube channel, or simply wait for it to come out on this podcast. Thanks again, and we hope you join us next time.